Hey guys, it's Scott. It is Friday, September 9th. If we can get this post in today. And I'm really sorry for the delay between the last post and this one. It's just that we've been getting our boys back to school. We got three boys, all different schools, all different ages. We have a 10th grader who tends to worry too little about preparation for school, a sixth grader who unfortunately worries way too much, and a three-year-old who's just happy to be here bouncing along and hilarious. But it requires a lot of juggling. So again, apologies for the break, but I'm back and we have a lot of exciting stuff happening right now at Best Jacket. One thing, I want to change the format of these posts a little bit. Before, when we were under the Substack grant, there was a requirement to post twice a week. So I sort of did one free post and one paid post. But that's kind of stopped me from posting little things a lot of the time that I'd love to just not email you with and bombard you and harass you, but give you a chance to kind of browse without alerting you and, again, buzzing you that it suddenly popped up. So I'm thinking I'll do one robust post that's essentially a free part and then a paid part. And, you know, you decide what you want. Comfort level is yours. Like you can do the free if you're a free subscriber like today. And if you're a paid subscriber, you get the second half behind the paywall. And if what you want is to switch over, again, you can always switch over. $7 a month, you get the class, you get all the archived stuff that we've already done and all kinds of crazy shit that we've listed a million times and that stuff. So give it a shot. So today for the paid post, I'm going to do one that's focused on the business of writing because we have our business class coming up in a couple of weeks, which I'm really, really excited about. I've gotten a lot of good responses from people about the idea of doing this kind of business class. And the business class is going to be on everything that people don't like to talk about in creative spaces. The things that I feel often get pushed to the side or pushed under the table for reasons of etiquette, for reasons that have to do with what people think belongs in a creative space to be inspired and all of that. And also, sometimes once you're working that have to do with companies not wanting creators to talk to each other and find out what they're making and, and how they've pushed a company to sort of go farther than they often do and all that stuff. So all the kinds of stuff like that. But essentially, it's going to be about everything from page rates to rights, optioning things for TV and film and having a day job while you're working and what is an exclusive contract and all the questions that you might have about how you actually make a living in this business and the different ways of approaching your career from a pragmatic standpoint. So that's going to be the focus of this class. So that's coming up in just a couple of weeks, September 21st, 9.30 p.m. It'll be great. And prepare your questions. Really, anything that you you want to ask. It, it can be crass. It can be anything like, how much did you make for your first gig, Scott? What do you make now? I'm not going to tell you exactly what I make now, but I'll tell you ballpark as transparently as I can what you make as an established pro at different levels. This is what I made roughly when I was on Batman. This is what I make doing indie stuff, all that. So you know, you know, so please join up. If you have any questions, if you're just interested in it, sign up for the paid subscription. You'll get the second half of this letter, which will focus on that stuff. But you'll also get access to all the stuff that we we offer through that subscription. Also, We Have Demons is out now. Came out just yesterday in trade in all of your favorite comic stores. <laughs> so go pick it up if you can. It's co-created by my brother from another mother, Greg Capullo. And it's got John Glapian from our whole Batman run and Dave McKaig from American Vampire on it and Tom Napolitano on Letters, who was with us for a lot of years, too. And we're really proud of it. It's about finding faith in these crazy times. And it stars a young woman who discovers her dad was actually the greatest demon hunter, essentially, of all time. And then winds up thrust into the middle of this epic battle between good and evil. So I hope you'll check it out. I had a bit of a miscommunication about when it was coming out, because it's coming out in bookstores the first week of October, but it's coming out in comic shops yesterday. So it's out there. Go get it. Excited about it. Also, Dudley Dotson came out on Tuesday, co-created with Jamal Eigel, Comixology, 
Go check it out. Really proud of that too. And for people in our founders tier, our Black Jacket Club, very exciting news. Your books are all basically received. Again, 10 books of your choice, anything you want. And then all of the exclusive covers of the first wave of stuff that only you guys get that we manufactured especially for you and signed, plus a couple extra goodies we haven't told you about, are all coming your way right now. They were sent out on the 2nd of September, so you should be receiving them now. And we are going to be opening up that tier only for about a week in a couple weeks from right now, just under a couple weeks from now on the 20th. So please, please, if you have an interest in this, it's like an annual subscription that gets you a dinner with me free of charge in New York Comic-Con with all of your co-Black Jacket members. We had a blast doing this in San Diego. It gets you exclusive covers made on the books that only you guys get, not sold elsewhere that are signed by me and the co-creators gets you all the things that the other membership gets you as well the class access to all the archived sessions of the class and a couple other great things that we'll list here so i don't want to spend too much time on it but please please keep it in mind mark your calendar it's reopening only for a week so we can't handle that many people so if you're interested in it it's coming okay so for the free post today, I want to talk a little bit about something that I wasn't initially planning on. And forgive me, this topic might rub people the wrong way a little bit, and that's okay if it does, because honestly, I want it to be a conversation with you guys. I think too often an incident will happen that has to do with this topic, gatekeeping, and what will happen is people pile on or make statements on Twitter, and I do it too. I, I did it. I do it all the time, and then kind of move on from it, and it doesn't get sort of addressed in a, a more thoughtful way. And that's my fault. That's all of our faults. So I want to do a post. It's not some huge in-depth thing, but I just want to get into a little bit more because it's something that I do think about as a teacher a lot of the time and as somebody who has been given a lot of chances in this industry and now hopes that more people get chances coming in. So there was an incident. I'm not getting into I'm not going to get into the details of it. I don't want to rehash it. I'm not here to pile on. I'm not here to throw shade. I'm not here to any of that stuff. But essentially, it was an incident, again, that had to do with gatekeeping. So what is gatekeeping? Gatekeeping is people keeping other people out of comics. Now there's real gatekeeping, you know, systemic industry-wide entrenched gatekeeping, which is historical and goes all the way back to the beginning of comics when certain people, generally white guys, were given more chances than other people. And that persists to this day. And luckily, I think glacially, those things are changing and the industry is opening up. But there's real gatekeeping in terms of sort of the historical aspects of that require a much more in-depth post than, than I can do, and also much smarter minds and people who have experienced it in ways that I haven't. So for me, that's another post. But there's another kind of gatekeeping, which is members of the community saying to other members of the comics community, you don't belong. And it happens with fans. It pops up every now and then. You know, you're a fake geek. You shouldn't go. You, you're just a cosplayer, this and that. All kinds of different sort of accusations come along, sometimes a whole mixture of many of them. And they get hurled at people all the time, predominantly women, people of color and LGBTQ people coming in. But as well, like it's just it's what keeps people out. And it happens all the time with creators and it needs to stop. If you're thinking about telling somebody they don't deserve their shot or that they they shouldn't be writing this because they just got in because they're from a certain demographic or because they know people or because they're attractive or any of that, please don't. Comics needs everybody right now. All that matters is that someone has something to say and loves comics, and that's it. The only way comics survives and thrives is to adapt and change and invite new people in constantly to create a bigger tent. And the thing that we all forget is that people that have been 
canonized or lionized over the years are often people that were trying new things that were really different, vastly different than what was going on at the time. Everybody from Chris Claremont, Frank Miller, Neil Gaiman, Gail Simone, people that have now become pillars of the industry, what was going on with Milestone, all kinds of stuff at those times was dangerous and different. And people established in comics didn't know if it would work. But there were always brave and daring people giving shots to people that had something exciting to say and love comics. And that's it. It was not safe at all at that time. Now it's become history, but it wasn't safe. And I keep things on my computer. Like I keep even my favorite stuff growing up, like Frank Miller. I mean, the idea that a fan told him when they heard about year one that they were dropping the book forever because it was way too dark and he was ruining Batman. All of that. And the thing I'd say, just as an aside, honestly, is that the kinds of criticism that are leveled at people that are underrepresented in comics about being given a shot they don't deserve is completely unwarranted. And honestly, a lot of the time that people who are given a shot that by the metrics you're using, they don't deserve are people like me. I was given a shot to write detective comics when I had one comic under my belt. And I was given a shot for that comic to write my own series when I had no comics under my belt or just a couple. But essentially, I was a short story writer. Tom King had a novel under his belt when he was invited in to write Sheriff of Babylon because he had a good idea. James Tynan, the same criticism you level at people about, well, you just got in because you know people. He knew me. I brought him in. He was my student because I knew he had great things to say. And look at him now. Now I learn from him every day. The point is, it doesn't matter how people are invited in or get their shot. People should take chances on people who have something to say. That's the metric. The metric is if you have something you want to say in comics and you love comics, you belong. And so let me flip it over because the point of this isn't to sort of address people who feel the urge to tell people they don't belong. I mean, like I said, I, I want to say what I said just now about that. But the point of this post really is for you guys who are trying to make your way in the industry and have something to say. So if you're a creator and you have a voice in your head telling you you don't belong, whatever background you're from, whatever your credentials are, whatever, or if you have real voices telling you you don't belong, just say it's fucking bullshit. Put it out of your head. We all feel that way too. If it is the voice in your head too, or you've internalized it from other people, we all feel that way. If you take anything from my experience, you know, I came in with a black hole in my comics knowledge and no experience writing comics whatsoever, but I hadn't read any comics or very few between 1995, 1996, and the early 2000s at all. And when I got on Batman, I didn't know anything about it. I knew what had been happening with Grant in the last year, but there was a big hole. There was this whole period I didn't know anything about. And there was a big period before the 80s I was really unfamiliar with. Like, I felt totally ill-prepared to write anything like that. And... I remember going to my first DC summit and just feeling completely like somebody was going to look at me and say, you don't belong. And again, my experience as someone from my background pales in comparison exponentially to people from backgrounds that don't have the kind of representation in comics that they should. But my experience even here in a small, tiny, fractional way, given what other people face, was that I walked into this DC summit feeling that way. And a couple creators made me feel really welcome. Greg Rucka and Grant Morrison and Brian Azzarello pulled me aside and he said, hey, I heard you're working on Detective and I was talking to him about it and I was saying I was nervous because I, I worried that I wasn't ready for it in all kinds of ways. And when we got to the subject of comics and he, I said, you know, the other thing is I haven't been 
reading comics up until recently again, I've taken this big break. He looked at me and he said, good, that's what we need. And it stayed with me. I didn't internalize it enough at the time, but looking back along the way, it affected me. And the people that said anything like that, anyone that reached out and said, if you have something to say that you love, if you've ever loved a single comic in your life, even one, then you belong. From Brian to Grant to Greg Rucka to Pete Tomasi and Gail Simone and Joseph Village and David Walk, on and on. And some of them have said it to me, and some of them I've overheard saying to other people, to fans and up-and-coming creators, and it's just right. You feel it in your gut when you say it, when you hear it. It's the way that it should be. And here's the thing. I've been encouraged the whole way along. I got a lucky break, and then I didn't have people telling me, you don't belong, you don't belong. Okay, I had people encouraging me. Be those people. When I started out, I needed that. Everybody needs that. If I had been told, you know what, you don't belong, you don't belong, you don't belong, you don't belong, would I have gotten through it? I don't know. But what I'm saying is don't be those people to tell people that. Be the opposite. Be the people that encourage. Seriously, comics needs everybody right now. The truth is there should be no gatekeeping. And ultimately the reason that I love teaching, the reason that I started doing it at colleges, and now that I'm teaching this class, the whole thesis of it, the whole point, is to say to you out there, if you have something to say, it doesn't fucking matter if you've read a thousand comics. It doesn't matter if you've read no comics except one and love that. It doesn't matter if you have any writing experience. It doesn't matter if you're getting a shot to write a comic because your best friend is someone in comics or an editor saw your work and said, guess what? You get a chance, even though you feel ill-prepared. Or if you've been working at it for years and years and years, and then suddenly you get a... It doesn't matter if you get your shot. Take your shot because you belong. You belong. Whether you're just making comics on your own, whether you're given a chance to be a part of a franchise that already exists, it doesn't matter. Really, the, the bottom line, honestly, is that you can be somebody who's been working in this industry for 80 years or somebody who's read one comic. You're both comic fans. You both are comic people. You both get the same badge, and you're equally important to comics. That's the truth. The feeling that anyone should be kept out, that anyone doesn't deserve a shot because they somehow haven't paid their dues for any reason, just winds up making the industry poor. It's a terrible self-destructive impulse. Comics are for everybody all the time, and it needs all of us. And now I'm going to dive into the paid post, which is going to be more about what it means when you're starting out to take a deal that kind of gives away your rights in that way, just as an example of one thing that we'll be talking about in the business class. So I'll talk a little bit about something like American Vampire, okay? I hope you enjoyed this one. If you're a free subscriber, let me know, post in the comments, and I hope you'll sign up for the paid one too and be an even bigger part of Best Jacket. Thanks so much.